I decided I needed a Harley. You bought a Harley Davidson. So. <laughs> of course you bought a Harley. Of course. The obvious choice for someone who's five foot one. I get this thing. I was like, all right, this is this is cool. This is a clean bike. Drove it around a little bit. I'm just hitting the freeway. Of course you were. Went out on the freeway, cranked her up, <laughs> flying down the freeway. And then I thought I was getting stung by a bee because I had an intense burning sensation on my leg. And then I looked down and I saw glowing red on my pants. And it just so happened that the owner had taken all of the exhaust shields off of the bike. <gasps> so when I got out on that freeway and started screaming, the exhaust heated up real quick, caught my boots on fire. You set your shoes on fire? So I'm doing this. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Callie. I was doing 70 on a California freeway and my boot was on fire. <laughs> Jump in with both feet. Go big, follow your dreams. Grab life by the reins. This is how we live. We're Callie King and Andrea Wady, two horse trainers always looking for adventure and finding it. Join us for stories of dangerous travels, wild animals, new challenges, and in the end, always learning. Alongside our magnificent horses. So saddle up and follow along. You're listening to Grab Life by the Reins. Have you ever had a midlife crisis moment? <laughs> Well, I hope I haven't hit midlife yet. Well, that's true, actually. You're a lot <laughs> younger than me. Okay, have you ever had a life crisis where you've done something outrageous that you think, why have I done that? I think I had a quarter-life crisis. Yeah, this was, this was a few years ago. I had just moved away from Pennsylvania, and I had traveled quite a bit, but this was the first that I, that I moved away. My moving away started with six weeks living out of my little Chevy tracker car. And then I was um, settled into Santa Barbara, California. And I had a sweet little apartment that I rented in Santa Barbara up on the hills overlooking the ocean. I had just uh, about a year before gotten out of an 11-year relationship. Wow. And I was reinventing my life really moving away out of the relationship, ready for something different. It was one of those periods of life. I was really happy in the sense that I knew that I was on the right track, but I also felt really restless and kind of knew that, that things were going to shift. You know, those times. Of, yeah. When like, you don't feel that grounded, not very rooted in where you were. Yeah. And you kind of feel like you can go any direction. Like yeah. you're just waiting for life circumstances to pull yeah. you in a different direction. And that's invigorating, but it can also be a little bit unsettling or exciting. So it, the life circumstance that pulled me down this, uh, this road was I started dating a bounty hunter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I suddenly got visions of you going out with dog, the bounty hunter. <laughs> This is a, a much more attractive version. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> wow, a bounty hunter. Yeah. Yeah, there were wild stories. I bet. He had a big Harley. 
He had a Harley. My, wow. Now that paints a picture. So, so, and I, I, a lot of uh, my family rides motorcycles and actually has quite a bit of history with motorcycles. So my, my father, you've met my father, my father's in a wheelchair Yeah, um, because he was in an, in an accident, um, wrecked a motorcycle when he was 22 and broke his back and paralyzed from the waist down. Yeah. Um, I have another cousin that was in a similar accident and I had an uncle that was killed on a motorcycle. So, you know, all, all joking aside around motorcycles. Moral of the story, don't get a motorcycle. Well, I understood the risks. I really understood the risks of motorcycles. Yeah. And I had been riding for, at that time, about eight years. It's like climbing on a horse. It's dangerous, but we do it. Well, and I, I remember when I was 20, because when I was a teenager, I wanted to ride motorcycles, but I always thought that my dad would be really against it. Yeah, understandably. We had never talked about it. I just thought he would be. But when I was 20, I thought, you know what? I This is something I really want to do. And I still remember I, I went to my dad and I said, look, I'm, I'm going to buy, I found this bike online, this little TW200. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to learn to ride. What do you think? And he said, you know, you got to do what you love. And if life takes you out, so be it. Yeah. That's good advice, I think. It is. So that's that's what had gotten me started years before. So I knew motorcycles. I loved riding. So when I when I met the bounty hunter and he had a big Harley, it was an advantage. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. Oh, boy. But I didn't love being on the back. That was a change because until this time, I had never... I had been on the back of a motorcycle literally two times in my life. Yeah, you were the one riding. I was always the one driving. Yeah. Because I remember my dad saying that too. He's like, I'm okay if you learn to ride, but don't be riding on the back. Yeah, well, that's sensible advice. And I should have listened to that advice. Yeah, you probably should have because I know where this is going. Yeah. Yeah. So two weeks after we had met, we'd hung out a few times and uh, it was a Sunday afternoon. And we're like, you know what? We're going to ride. But... The time before that I had ridden with him, because I had just moved to California, I didn't have any of my gear out there. So he had a little loner helmet that was one of those little like half shell helmets. It didn't fit me very good. So it was like falling on the back of my head. And he's like, you know, before we ride again, we've got to get you a good full face helmet that fits. And to be honest, I was like, it'll be fine. Like, we're just going to ride. And he's like, no, I found this helmet down in LA. It's used, but it looks like it's in great shape. Let's just drive down and get it. Okay, cool. So we drove down that morning and picked it up. Had the bike along with us in the van. Found a really cool spot. California has amazing, oh, amazing yeah. roads for riding. Found a really good spot. Parked. Bring the bike out. Both jump on it. Take off. We're riding for probably about 20 minutes. And we got to this one point, we said, you know what, let's turn around. We're actually going to go back and we're going to take this other road. So we whipped it around, went for like two minutes. And all of a sudden there was a car directly in front of us, <gasps> broadside. Oh. So there had been a car parked along the side of the road. And all of a sudden it whipped in to do a U-turn across the road oh my God. and was broadside in front of us. And there was oncoming traffic in the other lane. And we were just at the start of basically going over a kind of a bridge. Uh, there was a, enough of an embankment 
to the right of us. There's no shoulder because there's cars parked and there's kind of this, you know, embankment, little drop off. On the other side, there's trees, there's a telephone pole. So thankfully, he was actually a very good rider and he reacted immediately because if he would have even tried to break, we would have slammed into the side of that car. Oh my gosh, terrifying. And we we're doing probably 50 miles an hour. Hmm. So he immediately whipped to the side, cut across the other lane. Um, the His intention was to cut across the other lane and kind of go up the embankment and come back down. Well, it's a big bike. As soon as it hit the dirt, that was it. You know, he lost he lost all control of it. So it slammed into the telephone pole just at enough of an angle that it whipped and it slammed me into a tree. I flew off the bike and hit a tree. Oh, thank God you had that helmet. The helmet cracked and flew off my head. <gasps> but if you hadn't have had it, then your head probably would have cracked open. I honestly believe that if I was not wearing that helmet, I would not be here. Oh, my gosh. Because I was out for, I, I don't know exactly. I'm told about 10, 15 minutes I was out. Wow. They were in, <laughs> you know, in hindsight, you could see the humor in these things when things turn out. The uh, Some of the people that had also been parked along there came to help because he was, you know, not in a right state either, obviously. And someone pulled out little uh, alcohol, like those little first aid patches that you might carry. Yeah, like the wipes. I was waving them in front of my nose to try to bring me back. Oh, that's clever. <laughs> I don't know when I actually woke up. The first thing I remember is when the ambulance was there, all of the emergency crew was around me. I didn't remember anything. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know where I was. Oh. I didn't know what happened. I couldn't remember a thing. <sighs> Did it put you off motorbikes? No, not for a second. Wow. In fact, I was very, very lucky that the physical damage, I, I had some injury to my back. I had a, a concussion, obviously, and I, and I had definite symptoms from that concussion, as you know, for a good six to eight months afterwards. Yeah, you did. Some pretty severe depression and, and mood things and seeing things and experiencing things. But... About six weeks after, I was totally back on my feet. I was moving. I was back working with the horses. The The dating of this guy had ended. Thank God for that. You could say uh, a severe bike accident four dates in kind of changes things a bit. Yeah, that's, that's a game changer right there. So I decided, you know what? I'm here in California. I'm going to stay here. I need my own motorcycle. Because oh, I'm, not, I'm not riding on the back of any more motorcycles. And uh, you know what? I've been riding these little dirt bikes for a while. And then I had a little Ducati Scrambler, also a small bike. Well, yeah, because you're tiny. How tall are you? I'm 5'1". Yeah, so you're tiny. But I decided I needed a Harley. You bought a Harley Davidson. So. <laughs> of course you bought a Harley. Of course. The obvious choice for someone who's 5'1". Well, I'll be honest, there was even a little bit more behind it. A lot of my family rode Harleys, and I didn't really like them that much. I didn't really like some of the kind of culture behind it. I was always like, I love motorcycles, but I don't I don't need to do the Harley thing. No. But I got to admit, riding his bike, I liked the bike. It was big. It was powerful. It was loud. It was kind of fun. Yeah. 
And I was quarter life. Well, they're iconic for a reason, aren't they? <laughs> I was kind of quarter life crisis stage. Yeah. So uh, I found this cool orange Sportster, 1200 Sportster, down in Oceanside. Took the uh, the bus down and figured, all right. I, I, I told the guy, I was like, I'll meet you in, the, in a parking lot of the bus station. Park it somewhere where I've got enough space that I can learn to ride it around. Because I've never oh. ridden a bike this big. Oh and then I got to take it back. So you were going to pick it up that day. You, you go in on the bus, get on it, learn to ride it, buy it, take off on it. Yeah. And then it was about... I know why we're friends. It was about a four-hour ride back to Santa Barbara. Well, that's a baptism of fire right there. And you know, my intention was, eh, I'll take back roads. Well, if you've ever driven through that area of California. I have. There's no back roads. There's mountains, but there's no back roads. And it's pretty much just city between Oceanside yeah. and Santa Barbara. Until you get closer to Santa Barbara, yeah. you're just going through LA and all of the other yeah. suburbs of it. So um, I get this thing. I was like, all right, this is this is cool. This is a clean bike. Drove it around a little bit. Was feeling a bit shaky, but still like, I can do this. I got this. My wrist hurt because the clutch on that thing was heavy, mm. but I was I was figuring it out. Well, and you're very tenacious. If you decide you want to do something, you're going to make it work. So I, I tooled around Oceanside trying to find a back road that would connect. And then finally I figured, whatever, screw it. This is going to take too long. I'm not even going to make it home before dark. I'm just hitting the freeway. Of course you were. So went out on the freeway, cranked her up. <laughs> flying down the freeway and then it really hit me the like oh life is good yeah life is good life is sweet the time is now and then i thought i was getting stung by a bee because i had an intense burning sensation on my leg and i've had it happen i've had a bee on your leg yeah ouch i've had a bee fly into my riding yeah. jacket before and yeah. bite so and you were getting stung i thought right but it kept burning and then it really burned bad Oh. And then I looked down and I saw glowing red on my pants. And here what had happened no. is I was wearing jeans and I was wearing my riding boots that have kind of like that like acrylic plastic. How do I describe it? It's like that foam top that some yeah. riding boots, sport boots have. Plastic, basically. Plastic. Yeah. Really not good motorcycle boots, but no, it's neither. what I had at the time. Wow. And it just so happened that the owner had taken all of the exhaust shields off of the bike. <gasps> so when I got out on that freeway and started screaming, the exhaust heated up real quick, caught my boots on fire. You set your shoes on fire? So I'm doing this. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Callie. I was doing 70 on a California freeway and my boot was on fire. <laughs> so let's just sum this up. You leave rural Pennsylvania where you've lived this idyllic life. You go across to California. You date a bounty hunter, slam into a tree, buy a Harley Davidson and set yourself on fire. <laughs> you would do what you do. You do what you do. <laughs> yeah. I have always loved being a teacher. When I was a little kid, I would make these different lectures and classes on obscure topics like equine diseases and lameness. 
And we're here, Andrea and I are connected because of Horse Class. And Horse Class is my educational company and a community of horse people from countries all around the world that are united by wanting to be the best that we can for ourselves and for our horses. And we publish free videos, free resources, and premium courses in riding tips, in horse training information and inspiration, and also how to take the best possible care of your horse. If you want to learn more, check out our website, horseclass.com. We've got the link in the show notes. Well, wow. Did you, how did you put your leg out? Well, when you're going 70, as soon as I, <laughs> all I had to do was stick it out in the wind and it, uh, it killed the, it killed the fire pretty quick. Oh my God. But I still have a little scar on my ankle where it, where it burnt me. Oh, you were lucky. I was you were lucky. lucky. It's funny you say about being on the back of motorbikes. So I've been on the back of a motorbike twice. One was in Thailand and the other one was on a little remote island off Nicaragua. Both were with my husband, Chris. The first one was in Thailand and it was New Year's Eve. And we were at this big party dancing in a club. And Chris and I'd rented a moped. And Chris wasn't drinking because he was driving the moped. We came out and we got, I got on the back of this moped and we're driving along and it had been raining and there was this great big stinky puddle right on a corner of water. And there was a policeman stood right at the end of the puddle. And he obviously was like, if you can make the puddle, you're obviously not drunk. Oh, so Chris was like, for the love of God, you sit there like a sack of potatoes. I am the worst person on the back of a bike because I try and control the bike like I do a horse with my body. Yeah, it doesn't work the same. No, <laughs> it doesn't. So the policeman's looking at us and Chris is like, do not wobble this motorbike. Anyway, we were fine. We got through the puddle and we went on home. When we were in Nicaragua, we were on a little island called Ometepe, which was out in Lake Ometepe, and it's an active volcano. So we rented a bike to go round the island. And I remember it being really weird because the roads were so perfect and it was this tiny remote island. And apparently the Chinese had paid to do all of the road, weirdly. Anyway, then Chris goes, I think we should go up the volcano on the motorbike. I'm like, well, there's no roads up the volcano. He goes, I know, but it's fine. It's a dirt bike. Everywhere <laughs> on the rental, it said, do not go up the volcano. But there's also a big difference between a moped and a dirt bike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was a dirt bike, but not a very powerful dirt bike. Thailand was the moped, Nicaragua, oh, okay. dirt bike, but not a very powerful one. And I'm on the back. Well, Chris, if there's anything that, you know, if it says you can not allow to do it, he wants to do it. Like the time we were in LA, rented a car, car rental people say the one place you should never go is Compton. Where does he head straight for? Yeah. So this is Chris. So he goes off road and we start heading to the volcano. I'm on the back. He goes flooring it up. And yes, we got three quarters of the way up the volcano and we got stuck. 
and it's always harder to come back down. Well, it wasn't for me because I got off the bloody bike and walked back and left him up there. So, yeah, me and motorbikes are, are not a thing. So, Harley girl, you still got it. No, I sold it. But I did take it for a 3,500-mile ride Wow! to Sturgis. I figured if I was doing Harley, I was doing Harley all the way. Even I've heard of Sturgis from England. Isn't that a massive motorbike gathering? Yeah, thousands and thousands of bikes come into this small South Dakota town. And you went by yourself? Yeah. Right. From California. As you do. Well, it was really just a destination. I only went to Sturgis. I stayed there one day and thought, all right, this is cool. I've seen it. Not my crowd. I'm heading out and uh, did a really cool ride down through Nebraska, through Colorado. But on that ride is when I hit the guy on the freeway. Oh, my gosh. That trip to Sturgis is when I hit the guy running across the road. <gasps> yeah. Well, almost the middle of the night, 11 o'clock. Oh, no. Yeah. But that's for another podcast. That's for another one. So before we end, I have to ask, have you had a midlife crisis? <laughs> I think I had one about five days ago when I went into the thrift store with you and there was a silent auction and I bid on a flute and I won it. <laughs> wanted the flute since I was a child I thought I'm gonna win that I really want it I've now got to go in there on Monday and drop a hundred notes <laughs> for a flute it does have a really nice case with a blue velvet liner what was I thinking <laughs> Chris was saying to me on the phone he was going hoo, 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 hoo. that's gonna be me next week Oh, you're welcome, Chris. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Here's to midlife crises. And you have another Harley story, too. Oh, I do. We have another Harley Davidson episode yeah. coming up. That was terrible. Yeah, perfect. I can't wait for that one. Well, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're alive. But what a story. Yeah, to be honest, I tell that story. And um, looking back, you know, I, I can tell it with uh, the humor. But... That was a really hard part of life. Yeah. It absolutely changed my life, changed it for the better because it was another moment in my life of realizing how precious life is. That's right. And how we never know what's going to happen. We don't. And much as we love adventure and the funny stories, you know, sometimes shit gets real and bad things happen, but you've come through it and life is good. Yeah. And on this end of it, thankful for the experience. Yeah. And, uh, right on lessons learned see you next time guys bye thank you for listening to grab life by the reins if you want to see ridiculous photos from our adventures be the first to know when we release new episodes and be a part of more shenanigans join our email family at grablifebytherains.com we'll see you in the next program <laughs>